0: Hi, welcome to Makeup is the Foundation. I'm your host Erica Carr, and today's topic is all about bridal. Those of you that know me and have followed my career know that I started in bridal. Working weddings for the last 25 years has brought me so much joy and connection with people and one of the things that is very important to me is to pass along the information that I have grown with and learned over the years to the next generation, so to speak, so that they can bypass some of the issues or problems that we've run across or uh, possibly build better solutions for themselves in their futures and their careers. And I couldn't think of a better way to do that than uh, not only telling you a little bit about my story, but to bring in a special guest. Uh, We'll get to my story later, but I would like to invite my special guest to come on now. Please welcome our special guest, Maria Calderon. Hi, Maria.
1: Hi Erica, thank you so much for inviting me to your lovely new podcast. I'm um, oh, quite thank enjoying. You.
0: I'm so happy that you're here. And guys, if you're not familiar, Maria Calderon has a very busy, thriving, super popular bridal business in the San Francisco Bay Area called PMA, which stands for Professional Makeup Artistry. Her website is pmastyle.com. And it's just a pleasure to have you because we worked in the Bay Area at the same time. And I always strive to be as good as you.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're
0: so welcome. (laughs) Can you, I want to, I want to ask you some questions because, you know, the But when people are getting into the makeup industry I tell them all the time we love the editorials we love the creative shoots but really the bread and butter is bridal really truly right do you agree
1: absolutely yes that's uh, the bridal industry is an 11 billion dollar industry and there's a lot of money to go around and I only tap into 2% of the uh, marketing in my area so there's 98% to be had so I don't I, I you know I don't believe in competition because there's enough uh business for everybody to go around and uh it's it's an amazing once you get you know the hang of doing weddings uh it's an incredible um workplace
0: one of the things I wanted to to start with is to let everybody know because I think when people wanna start in the industry, they might think like, oh, you know, I live in a small town or I don't really know anybody. And um, can you tell everybody where are you from originally? When did you come to the US? And when did you start doing weddings? A little bit about your journey.
1: Okay, so I'm from originally from Nicaragua, and um, as you hear in the news today of the caravan of people that arrive in the United States, um, I was kind of like uh, in the same situation. My mother had um, the gut to leave our country with literally only the clothes on our back. She saved $1,000 in five years, and just to put that in context, eh, the average salary in Nicaragua back then was $2.50 a day. And uh, my mother had the guts to leave the country with five little girls, knowing that there was no future for us, and decided to come to the United States via, you know, by bus, by train, by foot. Um, and when we got to the United States, uh, we we were living below poverty line. It was pretty hard, and... Um, that kind of gave me a lot of responsibility at a very young age. I had to help my mom and dad since they had multiple jobs and I had to be at home and I had to do the cleaning the uh, the cooking, the taking care of my little sisters and but that provided me with the ability of uh, creating an environment of peace and harmony within my family, as you can see, coming to a new country with no uh, not knowing the language and uh, with five little girls and having to provide, um, it was very stressful for my parents. So I kind of became the peacekeeper and the harmony keeper, which is one of the greatest assets I have actually for wedding industry. Uh, I have that ability to uh, transmute energy, negative energy into positive. And uh, uh, I just love that I can, you know, um, do those gifts uh, within uh, a, an industry that can appreciate it?
0: I think that when someone hears, you know, your entire story, and for those of you that were at class where the masters teach um, in 2017, you know, we went through the entire story from the very beginning, and, and Maria tells it so well, of course, because she lived it. But having been thrown all of those intense responsibilities at such a young age gave you the tools that you use now in your business. And I know that you started doing weddings in 2002, um, but what field did you work in prior to that?
1: Uh, Before that, I was in the retail industry. I worked for Garland, for Yves Saint Laurent, for Bobby Brown, and um, I work at Neiman Marcus as well. And um, actually, uh, I started doing weddings because I was disillusioned with the retail and fashion industry. Uh, now that I had a negative uh, feeling about the industry, it's just that uh, my dissolution was basically rooted on my lack of purpose. I had a narrow vision of what I, I didn't have a sense of belonging. Um, I, felt, I, I felt like I didn't fit in the sales modality. It's like uh, I was doing very well. I always hit my numbers. Uh, my managers were always happy. My um the the lines that I worked for were really happy because I was meeting the quotas, but it was a kind of like a short term short term reward because uh, as soon as I would hit a mark, uh, the response was always, well, you gotta, you know, do twenty 20- percent better next month, and it was I just felt that it was a never ending um, kind of like hamster wheel that I felt like I needed to get off because I had. A very strong spirit of servitude, and I have no outlet for it, because uh, it, it, in in the retail business, it's all about numbers, and and I I do better with emotion and energy. Uh, like I said, um, those were my greater gifts, and then I will see the women around me thrive on it and be really happy and. I, I saw a disconnect and I would say, they're doing so well and they're so happy with uh, this lifestyle and this type of uh, uh, business model and modality. How come I'm not happy in it? And I thought, I always felt that there was something wrong with me. Um, so I, I decided one day just to leave the retail business, try to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, and uh, one day uh, I had done in the past, I did a client uh Uh, for a tv spot that they were going to interview a family about being a family of venture capitalists and the and the wife of the venture capitalist said to me uh, can I call you for private events and I said yes and she would call me from time to time for get her ready for the opera or a benefit or they flew me in the private jet for their 50th birthday in Las Vegas and and one day you know when I was going through the existential crisis, basically, what I was going through, um, she called me out of the blue and, well, not really out of the blue because I believe in law of attraction now and I know that uh, my wanting to um, fit in somewhere with the gifts that I had uh, in the industry that I was uh, called upon this uh, phone call and she called me and um uh said, you know, Maria, I know you don't do weddings, but we would love for you to do our daughter's wedding and it's on this day and are you available? And I was going, yes, because I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I needed to work and I needed to figure it out. And um, it was a very elaborate wedding, very high end at the Fairmont in San Francisco in uh, the client said, Maria, where do we go for the wedding day? And uh, since being, I was being a freelance makeup artist. I didn't have a location or a studio or anything in reality. I had nothing except for, you know, this existential crisis and just the, the need to work because I had uh, no work at the time. And um, I say, well, um, I'm a storyteller, so, uh, and part of what made me a really good salesperson is the ability to draw in people into a story. And um, so I told her, well, why don't we get her ready in her, in your house, in her room where she grew up, in her childhood home and surrounded by her friends and, and, and you will be making breakfast for her. And, you know, this is your little girl and she's, you know, this is the last day that she's going to be your little girl. And. Let's make it a home affair and, and get her ready get get her ready in her house. And she loved the idea and all her high school friends were there and they were all in pajamas and got up and they were drinking mimosas. And I uh, just created this atmosphere of love and attentiveness. And and I would point out things like, is this you? And how old were you here? And it, were these your dolls? And uh, create that... Um, you know, that sense of history within the family and the sense of like, this is an important day. And um, it was just lovely. And the client appreciated it. And uh, one of the bridesmaids came to me and said, Oh my God, I love this. Are you available? I'm getting married in three months. Are you available? and then uh, I said yes I'm available and she's like well can I have your car and I didn't have a car and can I have your website And I didn't have a website Um, I didn't have anything so I went home and created all these things Uh, and sometimes ignorance is pleased because you don't know any better and um, I didn't have the budget to create a website Um, so I did I've you know did it myself and, um, started doing, you know, my own website and from, I actually ended up doing seven of those bridesmaids. And, wow. and that's how PMA started pretty much that from those people, they just, um, created a network. Uh, and since it was a high end wedding, it created a network within high end clients. Because they refer me to their friends and their families and it just became kind of like a domino effect uh, of uh, me not just coming in for hair and makeup, but actually creating an experience for the client.
0: I think that's one of the things you said earlier about creating a loving and inviting atmosphere is really important. I I think a lot of artists that are in the bridal industry are missing this link because, um, you know, I have a a million bridal stories, as you know, but when when I listen to the way you explain it, I feel like I was actually in that room and I could see the pink walls and I could see the pajamas and and smell the bacon cooking and, (laughs) and know like, oh, wow, she's actually able to be in her comfortable place, whatever that is to the client. And you were so flexible and you actually created this, this vision that they probably didn't even know was available to them. And that set the bar extremely high for the, you know, for your work ethic right then and there. And then being able to be connected to not only her, but her family, additional friends that became clients. And then all of the vendors, of course, at that level. So now that you, you've kind of started that, I, I know that you do kind of a similar thing now when you work with your clients, right? You create a story. You, you kind of mentioned it's like working when you work with brides, it's like working with a movie director, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, so in, in, in this first wedding, I realized that uh, I left the wedding with a sense of purpose, with uh, uh, my energy being extremely high, even though. I have worked the entire day. The other reason, you know, again, ignorance is please. I didn't know how uh, wedding makeup artists work. I assumed that it was the, the right thing to do was for me to stay with the bride the entire day. When I worked in fashion, you know, time is money. And, and having that touch ups for the model in order to her to be perfect for the photos, that saved a lot of time for the photographer. And I just assumed that would be the same thing for the bride, if not more essential, because she needed to be like photo ready the entire time, not just at the beginning of the day. So um, that I I just stayed with the bride the entire day. Um, And when I left and after working eight hours, I I had this um, sense of purpose and I felt uh, realized. and, And then I realized that my passion was really not makeup my passion was uh, making women feel like they matter and that they're beautiful from within and that they their history matter uh because we uh, we live in a society that don't celebrate women that much and i feel like wedding days is that one day when women are celebrated for everything that they are uh, to me it's not um it's not about the bride and groom it's about actually the woman because I know as a woman and coming from a long line of women that have done a lot of self-sacrificing, that it's not easy in a society to be a woman and fit the role of mother, daughter, sister, friend. And uh, we're, it's often a thankless job to be a woman because we are expected to do so much that it's, uh, uh, there's not a lot of um, appreciation sometimes with the things because uh, a society thinks it's a given you know but I feel like the celebration for for a wedding is, is actually a celebration for women that's how I see it more than anything and I feel like every woman has deserves to have that one perfect day that one um, moment in time where she can look back and see that she was uh, adored and loved and and she mattered so that gave me the um the satisfaction that I was looking for that I didn't get from the retail and the fashion industry. Um, And um, yes, working with brides is like working with movie director because if you think about it, uh, the bride has this movie in their head. They have this movie and some of them have them from they were little girls. And it's my job as a makeup artist to incorporate myself into that vision, into that dream, into that movie. And, and be a collaborator in it. Now, she's the protagonist of this movie, and she's the main character, so I don't lose sight of that. And when so I tell her uh, the day of the trial, I say, uh, I start with that. I say, can you give me the story of your wedding? Tell me in a story, uh, how does your wedding go? So I put them in the future uh, uh, tense where they're already there in the, the world. Well, they say, well, I see myself uh, making a grand entrance, or I see myself, you know, um uh entering with my father or my mother or they start telling me the story and as she's telling me the story and imagining this movie and i imagine her as a character in the movie and then i start seeing how she sees herself and that gives me a lot of insight how she picked the flowers how she picked everything The movie is her stage and she's the protagonist of this stage and and it has to fit in. So once I get this vision in my head, I look for confirmation. Oh, okay. So your wedding is uh, more of a a rustic wedding, or and and I get feedback and she goes, Yes, yes. And then as she shows me her dress and I, I start, you know, and she shows me her hair and makeup pictures that she wants, I'm able to say, well according to the story and the movie that you just told me this doesn't fit in you know you having a very uh, romantic dress and this hairstyle is very um structured I think it would be prettier if you have something like this and then she's like oh I see that okay I didn't you know even though they have this big picture sometimes our expertise is what kind of uh, makes the whole vision come together. And not only is not only me as a makeup artist, but also that's what the floor is and the planner does and the photographer. We help uh, glue in that greater vision and enhance it and make it even better than you can ever imagine. And, you know, this is why she's paying the big money. <laughs>
0: exactly. I, th- I think it's uh, really important for our listeners to to know that being being able to create a story and being able to listen. Um, I, I always give five words uh, which are think, listen, suggest, confirm and do in my training. And, and I say think because as soon as I meet someone, I, are, I already and automatically have a feeling of how I, I think she would look beautiful. Uh, but then the, the second word is uh, listen, which is the biggest word to really hear and to really focus and and be present in those moments when she's telling you and really listen and then suggest because she is there because you're the expert and then confirm by getting her to say yes, yes, yes. And then you do or execute. So think, listen, suggest, confirm, do um, from the moment of the actual ceremony to um, how she wants to be dressed to the hair and the makeup is is all, all confirms <laughs> um, that why both of our businesses uh, did so well in in the Bay Area and I I just love being that you're asking them to tell their their movie
1: (laughs) yeah yeah for me it's uh it's a collaboration and if there's not that um back and forth between the client and I I don't feel that it will work because there's some brides that come in and say well you're the expert and then I say, no, um, I'm the expert of hair and makeup, but I'm not an expert of you. And I count on you to tell me who you are in order for me to create something that is custom made for you. You know, I don't have a template that I do with every
0: bride. I no, have I to have a question about this, because I, in in, the, in my experience, when I've asked people to tell me who they think they are or who they how they see themselves, it often conjures up emotion and a lot of people start crying, especially if they are alone, and I request that they come by themselves without an entourage, because I want to get the real person instead of, you know, influence from sisters and, and friends or whatever. But do you find that people get emotional when you ask that?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I actually love those moments because uh, I I'm able to point out the beauty in that, and and take away any uh, self consciousness that way, and say how beautiful that you know this is bringing you to tears. Um, So um, I'm one of those people that thrive in negative or dark emotions. And and I'm only labeling them as that because that's how society has labeled them. But really, the the shadow emotions is what um, creates the most light, the most beauty. So, And I need to know that. And it's a process of elimination for me. Um, I found uh, it's actually more important to me to find her dislikes. I agree. I agree yeah. very much. Yeah. So I ask very, I say, tell me the things that you don't want in your wedding and that you don't like in hair makeup. makeup. Um, I also ask them to come with their full makeup on, you know, whatever they do every day. I want to see their comfort level because as much as people say they want to look different on their wedding day, people usually don't want to change. They're very set in their ways. There's particularities that I need to know like how they do their eyebrows because some eyebrows are untouchable. They will do it a certain way and and I can enhance on what they already have and and improve on what they already do. Uh, But I need to know what their comfort level is. So I haven't come with a full makeup on and then I can assess how I'm gonna either make the changes or the enhancements. Um, that being said, I do have a style and it stems from the philosophy that the more, ma- more makeup you wear, the older you look. And for me, a bride should be forever young in her photos. I, I, It's not that I don't believe in a lot of makeup because I think there's a time and place for everything. But uh, I, I do believe that for brides, it should be that timeless I, I'm not I don't follow a lot of trends um, I try to go as classic as possible as natural as possible and that kind of you you can see that in my portfolio uh, uh, so I with brides that wear a lot of makeup on their wedding day I kind of give them a enhanced look of that but it's very polished um, and my specialty is making skin look. Completely clean and flawless because I feel like if you have beautiful skin that radiates, the makeup is secondary.
0: I agree 100%. And, you know, a, a lot of times I think um, some artists get really caught up in either. Not asking enough uh, questions at the trial, or asking too many because uh, based out of fear that they may they may not be on the same page as the bride. So um, so talk to me about when when they come in and they have their full makeup on and you've you've discussed their version of you know their wedding and their film so to speak. Um, are you you know for me I like to sit down and look at them eye to eye instead of standing above them while I'm talking. Um, walk us through your process of you know if I'm coming in for the trial. Um, You know, what sorts of questions, maybe five questions that you would recommend people definitely asking about the actual uh, makeup and hair?
1: Well, um, the top that I, uh, when I introduce myself, I pretty much tell them about my my philosophy of uh, less makeup and uh, my style of uh, clean um, skincare and clean uh, flawless skin. Uh, so I introduce it to set expectations of who I am. Uh, and then I go into the process of uh, more into the question. I go into tell me the story about your wedding. Tell me about your venue. Tell me if there's a theme. Tell me the colors. Because if I get them in storytelling, there's some things that they're going to say from the subconscious that they're... If Sometimes when you ask questions directly, it puts them on the spot and they immediately start to think, What would she like to hear? Or what would be the right answer?
0: Ah, very smart. Yes. I hope you guys are taking notes. This is gold information right now.
1: (laughs) So instead of uh, putting them on, on the spot, what I do is I go into the storytelling mode and one people love to talk about themselves and, and girls love to talk about the wedding and the process that they got to the point to where they're sitting in front of you and they're like, Oh well, you know, I went to this venue and it was so beautiful and I thought I have to have it here and I love the gardens and you know, and that gives you a lot of information of if she's relaxed, if she's a little bit more nervous, if 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 you know, she's more controlling or she's uh clueless there's such a range of uh, uh emotions when it comes to weddings that in the storytelling part you get kind of like a candid um vision of where the client are they are at when they arrive at, at your studio so by the storytelling that tells me a lot and then depending on the story then I can start um creating the questions in my mind you know uh, what I feel, what's more important to her, you know, like it's more of
0: an organic approach based on her story.
1: Uh based on the story, but then the second thing that I do after the story is uh, really get to know her dislikes, you know, because if she if she tells me I completely dislike red lipstick, I mean I won't even go there, and that eliminates a lot of uh, misunderstanding or you can eliminate a mistrust because it's like, oh, she put red on me. I thought she was a professional. She would know this (laughs) because sometimes, you know, clients have the expectations that because we're um, experts that we are experts on them, but we're not, you know, as artists, I, I tell them as an artist, I look at you and I can do your makeup a thousand different ways in a tough, you know, for a thousand different things. And I need you to rank me in as you know, the director of your movie, to tell me exactly what your expectation is so I can deliver that. I can deliver anything you want, but it needs to be a collaboration.
0: And now that you've had the conversation with the bride and you've executed the look and she's happy and, and she's ready to move forward, I think one of the biggest challenges for artists is asking for money. And um, it's something that I get asked constantly about, Oh, I. I'm afraid to ask for this much. I'm afraid to charge this much. I don't know my worth. I, I should I charge what the people down the street are charging? Or sh- and I know that you have a price sheet because I use it when I teach it bridal business, and it's so great. But. Um, <laughs> I want you to talk a little bit about that because I think, you know, people that work in whether it's the middle of South Carolina, to the middle of Iowa to in New York City or Los Angeles, they struggle with asking for that money. And, and for me, in my experience, when I stopped being afraid of asking for money, I made a hell of a lot more of it, you know. So talk about that a little bit.
1: So what helped me a lot into creating my worth or my value when it comes uh, for my artistry and my craft. Um, I have to put a lot of things under consideration. Uh, First, my cost. You know, what does it cost for me to be an independent contractor, to be an independent business? What does it cost? I need to know those numbers. What does it cost to rent my studio? What does it cost for me to drive my car? What does it cost to me for makeup? you know, the cost of everything that uh, helps you run a business. Um, That's my first number. Uh, My second number is my lifestyle. How do I want to live? Uh, do I want to live in San Francisco? Do I want to travel? Uh, do I want to uh, go to nice meals? You know, and put that number in. And when I put the cost with my cost of living, I uh, there is a definite number that I need to hit. And then um, uh, I try to find balance between my work life and my personal life. So I hit a limit of how many weddings I want to do a year, and I do between. Yeah, and I do between 25 and 30 weddings a year. And then so I I take th- I take the number of my costs, the number of my cost of living, and then I divide it by 25 or 30. And then uh that's my range of what I'm going to make in the year. And that allows me to do a six-figure business. Um and that's that's my pricing for me not to, to make it worth it, to make it worth, give this much time and energy to what I do, this much passion and have a balanced life. I said, this is what it costs for me to give it my all. And I asked the clients that and um, thank God. And I, the other thing is that I don't see, I don't see currency in the language of money. I see currency as an energy exchange. So I put a lot of energy in what I do uh, for the brides is, is not only hair and makeup, it's creating uh, an atmosphere for them, it's creating an energy shield that is going to protect them from uh, lower energies. And that requires a mutual exchange between her and I, a mutual respect, uh, a trust between her and I that we have this understanding is one of the most amazing things that I can say about my business is that I create this very personal relationship in really short time amount of time where the bride and I look at each other and we have this camaraderie and understanding. I got you, babe. And
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I want to talk about that a little bit because there you have this intrinsic nature that I I know that you don't believe in bridezillas at all. Um, And a lot of people, they say, Oh, why do I keep getting bridezillas? Or why do, why is there always, you know, a sabotager at a wedding? And, and, you know, I wonder a couple things. One, when you're doing the trial or the test, um, do you, do you have other people there influencing the bride to be, or do you allow that? And two, on the day of the wedding when you're staying all day if someone has lower energy or if they're becoming a little bit more um intrusive into the bride's energy where it's throwing things off how do you go about um you know curtailing that or or what advice could you give for for some of our listeners that might have gone through that and they don't have an answer
1: so at the, tri- the trial is super important to me because this is where I do the one-on-one connection. If I can establish this connection on the trial, I know that the wedding is going to be flawless. I, I already know I have it in the bag. And I've actually, I have fire brides when I don't get this connection at the trial. And I say, you know what, uh, we're, it's not working out. I'm not the makeup artist for you. Uh, I will do your wedding, but I recommend that you find another makeup artist. I will, I will hold your date and I will be there for you. But you deserve to have a connection with your makeup artist. And I, I'm willing to wait until you get this uh, with another makeup artist. But you and I are not jiving. Um, sometimes the brides turn around immediately and they because they're like, oh, wait a minute, you know. And it it allows them to take a look at themselves and and realize that they're blocking a connection because the connection is always available and ready there, because I believe uh, that's our natural state of connecting. But some people put up walls uh, and it could be it doesn't matter the reason it could be because they're being burned in the past or because they're not a trusting person. To me, it doesn't matter. Uh, my job is to try to bring those walls down. And, but when they're not brought down, I, I confront them with the wall and say, there is a wall that you're putting up. I'm willing to make the connection with you, but you're not opening up. So it, it's, uh, it, it's part of my job to do that, and I'm not doing that job. So uh, I, I have fire brides in the past uh, that way. But when when I do make the connection, I know that the wedding day is, uh, which is most of the time, um, I would say 90% of my brides, we connect on that first trial. And um, once I have that connection, I, I, I know that it's unbreakable. And sometimes they do bring um, uh, uh, their moms, their families. It's usually a lovely interaction, but when I feel like... Um, somebody is trying to state their opinion, all I do is uh, go back and uh, do eye contact with the bride and say, babe, it's between you and me. We need to get this figured out. You know? I
0: love that. I love that. <laughs> it's yeah. between you and me. <laughs> yeah. It's between you and me. That's a great and, and polite and pleasant sentence that doesn't come across as confrontational or uh, defensive. I like that. It's yeah. between you and me. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and one of the things that, you know, people tend to do when they start getting in the wedding industry, they either, like you only do 25 to 30 weddings a year now. And I I started out that way. And then I, I couldn't say no. I, I was doing, you know, over a hundred weddings a year and burning myself out, yeah. left and right. And I know that you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You like to go into other areas of the industry. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Uh, well, yes. I mean, um I feel like everything gets all right and uh, or if you do too much in one thing it starts getting repetitive and the brain uh, loves novelty and in in the wedding industry it's kind of nice because we do have novelty every wedding is a different location it's a different person with different circumstances so you get that satisfaction of novelty every time so uh, it's not so repetitive but when you start burning yourself out um, then you stop losing the passion for what you do. And I don't, I want to be passionate at every wedding that I go to. So that comes at a premium. And, you know, I tell my brides that, um, uh, they're not only getting, um, uh, professional makeup artistry, they're getting somebody that is invested in taking care of herself so she can be a hundred percent at their wedding, you know? So I, I, yeah i need that i i need that understanding between the bride and i that it's a mutual care you know and i love that i love that about my brides they'll look at me and say maria have you have water and you know maria did you eat and you know because in my contract houses that i I have to be fed at a you know uh, after a certain amount of hours mine
0: too yes i love that i added this i think you you (laughs) were the one that told me to do this because i thought why are they getting a a hot meal and a salad and I'm getting this cold old salad <laughs> and it's just not working.
1: <laughs> but it, the way that I explain it to them is that I need to keep my energy level. There's a baseline that I need to maintain in order for me to be 100% um, of service to them. And, and I remind them that while I'm eating, you're eating too because I remind you to eat throughout the day. So we, need, we both need to maintain this uh, energy level you know so that way there's again when we maintain the energy level we create this protective uh, magnetic field around us and everything just uh, flows and is harmonious and it's just this understanding between her and i and anything outside forces it just repels just repel from us you know
0: and when when your your time with your bride is over and you've said your goodbyes and you've packed up your kid and you're making your long walk to the valet or, or to the parking lot or whatever, what is going through your mind um, and what do you think about on your way home?
1: Um, Actually, the end of the day, it's uh, kind of my favorite time because I see that recognition in the client's eyes of like, you took care of me and they feel loved and they feel like they matter. And that is my purpose from, you know, that I found in this industry making women like they matter and some of them um it just we have a moment you know like I, the last wedding that i did was an indian wedding and i looked up for the bride and she was in the dance floor and i came in and i say okay i'm gonna go now babe you know i'm in a very personal relationship with my clients they're like my, I baby them they're like my <laughs> you know i say a mantra before each wedding um i say she's my love Um, she's my everything she's all there is Um, because if you think about it um, suffering stems from feeling that you're not good enough in the moment you know you're even thinking about being somewhere else or being in the future or being in the past you're not present and when I say that mantra put me in the present and say this is what you're doing right now this is all that matters and that puts me in the present moment and that keeps my energy high when you start thinking about you need to be somewhere else you're no longer present and you're no no longer being of service you know so when i say goodbye to my bride they know that i've been present the entire time and they were my everything they were my love and all that matter in that day they feel it and i feel their love when we say goodbye we have long embraces um and then these women become uh, part of my story. Uh, they, they're they my biggest fan when I'm doing anything. And like you asked, you know, it made me expand as an artist uh, into photography. And they're the biggest supporters of my photography. Uh, these are women that, um, that follow me on Instagram, that let me know about their children. They let me know about uh, uh, their lives. You know, I've even had, um, the unfortunate pl- privilege of being one of my bride's funeral, I was so honored that the family invited me to oh. come to the funeral and speak, and um, and just to recount the wedding day and tell the story. You know, because every story was kind of sad. And then I got up to the podium. I said "Do you guys remember when Teresa? You know, um, we started drinking at eight o'clock in the morning, and everybody laughed." It was such a beautiful day and she looks so radiant in her dress. And I just recounted this, this wedding day story uh, of that special moment and how everybody was that was at her funeral was at her wedding and being able to feel that specialness again. So these are the type of relationships I create with my clients that are lifetime relationships. And I know they'll take care of me for life and as well that I'm going to be there for them for life as well
0: one of the things um as we wrap up one of the things you wrote to me about about your journey and your story and you said it took years of trial and error believing in myself and my purpose and I never think I have it all figured out thank you so much Maria Calderon for joining me you have the most beautiful soul I love your stories and I think we should do a part two don't you we should do a a (laughs) follow-up when you get back from your travels what do you think Of course. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining. And of course, everyone, please go to PMAStyle.com to check out Maria's work. Uh, Follow her on Instagram. What is your Instagram handle? PMAStyle.Maria. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us and I'll talk to you soon.